Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We are back in the studio that McNarbs Gaming is so kind to allow us to use. Jason, how was your week? It was good. Was good. Uh, just, you know, work, boring, cold. There you go. It's definitely cold. So, before we get into the whiskey and the wrestling for this week, uh, John Moxley made his return this week, and it was pointed out that, you know, we need to apologize when we have illnesses and miss oh, work. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I would like to apologize to Bubba yeah, for, um, you know, missing work for a week because I had COVID. Yeah. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, uh, the first week of school, I broke my arm and, and I missed a couple of days for a yeah. broken arm. So, uh, Bubba, Bully Ray, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in fourth grade in Mr. Pickering's class, I got pneumonia and missed a couple of weeks because I had pneumonia, uh, Bubba, I'm sorry. Yeah, make make sure we we got to let them know. I mean, last week we missed for we missed whiskey and wrestling, uh, so mm-hmm. we'd like to apologize to to Bubba Ray for that one. Um, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, my mother died, and and I was out of work for a few days, so uh, I would like to apologize to Bubba Ray for that as well. Yeah, yeah. you know, missing work is is it, it's very important that we we always work no matter how. Uh, sick mentally or physically we may be, um, no matter how our bodies feel or no matter how how we feel as a person, mm-hmm. you know, you are a, a wage slave no matter what, so you better and, go to work like a good soldier. You know, if your health and your life is on the line, just work then, more. Yeah, you need you need to just work through that. Yeah. Um, if you die, just show up to work anyways. Yeah, and, and if you have to miss for whatever reason, Make sure you apologize to Bully Ray. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't figured it out, Bully Ray made some of the stupidest comments this week in yes. regards to John Moxley's return. Yeah, Moxley returned on Dynamite. He gave a really great promo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, Bubba was like, why are we cheering this guy, basically? Yeah, uh, but Bubba was like, he needs to apologize to the fans because he had yeah. an illness alcoholism is an illness. And I don't know that Moxley has come out and said that he's an alcoholic, but he went and sought treatment for, Mm -hmm. for alcoholism and for drinking too much. He did the right thing. He did what you have to do, what you're supposed to do. So with that being said, uh, bully Ray, um, just, just screw off. Cause yeah, you're not worth the time anymore. Yeah. You, you were, you were, a, a good tag team wrestler in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, you, you can get bent with your, uh, opinions just like you Jim know, Cornette. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, he and Devon whole group, he and Devon protected the 3d mm-hmm. so much. Like it's still one of the more protected yep. finishers in the industry. I kind of want, and I know that this is not possible with Devon's health issues and, you know, working for WWE, but I want them to show up in AEW. I want them to do the 3D through Moxley through a table, go to pin Moxley and Moxley kick out before the ref even gets one. Yeah. 
just to completely destroy that as a finisher. Um, with that being said, let's dive into what whiskey we're drinking this week, yeah. and we'll we'll get back and we'll talk about Moxley's return, yeah, and everything else that's going on in wrestling this week. But for our whiskey this week, we are drinking Redemption Rye, and I don't believe we've had this one on here before. I don't think we have. It is a very sweet smelling, mm-hmm. um, and if you go when you look, it's a. They say it's based on pre-prohibition recipes. So, and, and actually on their website, they have a flavor profile for you. So, on your nose, as you give it a give it a sniff, you should smell toasted oak, citrus, and mint. And it, my nose is not that, you know, <laughs> good. Right. But. COVID will do that to you. You know, it, it does smell very sweet. A lot sweeter than I was thinking it was going to smell. And I, I can smell, yeah, I can smell some citrus in there. You know, mm-hmm. the palate is a beautiful rye spice with light floral and citrus noses, along with dark spices and black pepper. And then the finish is a slight mint finish, uh, makes this great for sipping or mixing in classic cocktails. So with that said, we're going to give this a try. Yep. We're excited about it. Uh, so Cheers. cheers. Oh, that's good. That's a really good rye. Yeah, there's almost no burn to it. Um, yeah, very it's, sweet. Yeah, which a lot of rye whiskeys don't aren't really sweet. They're more they're more burny, bitter. Uh, which I mean, I like. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um. That's really good. Like I, I really like that. That would make it a I, that would make an amazing old fashioned. Yeah, because it's already slightly sweet. You add a little bit of the simple syrup to it, hit it with bitters. Yeah, that would be a really good old fashioned. Yeah, it's it's ninety five percent rye. Dang. Okay. And yeah, that's that's really good. It's bottled uh, in Indiana. I saw it's a. Uh, Distilled in the Indiana Heartland and bottled by Redemption Barrel Selections, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Interesting. It's uh, and they've got a whole list of here. I you know the where we bought this at. Um, they uh, they just had this one, but they've got a weeded rye. They've got some bourbon. This is not. This is straight uh, straight rye whiskey. Yeah. But they have a bourbon. Um. Ah, I like it. It's I good. I like that. So, shall we jump into the happenings in wrestling this week? Let's. Let us. Let us. Let us. Okay. Monday Night Raw. So, Raw kicks off with uh, a tag team match, Dewdrop and Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan, uh, which ended up being more or less... Do drop versus can the world. they coexist? Yeah, they always do. The, can they coexist? No, no, they could not. Becky had live uh, down for the pin. Do drop. Becky's partner. Do drop. Breaks it up. Hits. I don't even remember what move it was, but hits a move on. Hits a move on 
Liv, and I lost her name for a second, <laughs> and then gets the pin, which she actually had to go out, reach up, and have Becky tag her in because she forgot mm-hmm. to do that. And then go, got, she got the pin. And then Becky's laying over in the corner because Dewdrop laid her out. Dewdrop just walks over, and I like this part because there was no pause. There was no, you know, show showboating. There was Dewdrop walking over, climbing up the corner, and then just dropping on top of Becky. It's great, and it's mm-hmm. building towards their feud for the Royal Rumble premium live event. They're not pay-per-views. They're premium yes. live events. Right. Uh, we have Kevin Owens versus Damian Priest, where um, Kevin Owens got the win after faking an injury to the knee, hitting the stunner, and so now Kevin Owens is going to be able to challenge uh, for the U.S. title. We have Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory uh, assaulted Finn Balor before the match, and... Vince McMahon had told Austin Theory before the match that if you lose, I'm going to have you dragged back in here. I'm going to grab an equalizer and I'm going to beat you up. Mm-hmm. And once you're a bloody pulp, I'm going to take a selfie yes. with you and send it to your mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> we have Rhea Ripley versus Nikki A.S.H. And... It ended up uh, as a no contest as the refs uh, called the ma- cut off the match and checked on Rhea. Yeah, there was never a bell. Yeah. It was just a, an assault, which you kind of need to sell Nikki yeah. right now as the heel. She turned last yeah. week. And we have Omos uh, versus Reggie. The backstage uh, segments of that was better than the actual match. Yeah, and I, I watched on Hulu this week, so I didn't see this one. But... It, it was a squash match. Oh, yeah. Um, like Reggie jumped off the top rope, almost caught him, and hit a two-handed choke slam yeah. for the win. The uh, the backstage segments were better because he's like, the first segment, he's like, there's no way I'm going to win this. You know, what am I doing? And then Dana Brooke comes up and, like, gives him a pep talk, and he's like, I'm ready. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I can win. And, you know, then yeah. there's another segment later where he's waiting to go out the curtain, and it's like, I'm going to go out here and die. I, I, I just I just can't. <laughs> We have the Street Profits and Mysterios versus the Dirty Dogs, Apollo Crews, and Aziz. Uh, and the faces get the win. We have Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. Where um, it kind of ended in a, well, it didn't kind of, it did end in a no contest as the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, attacked Bobby Lashley. Bobby lays out Shelton and mm-hmm. Cedric because he's Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, who should be one of the most dangerous men on the roster with his background, yep. is a joke. Yes. The Usos come out of the crowd, jump in the ring, and super kick Seth Rollins. I think technically Lashley got the win because of the Hurt Business's assault. Yeah, technically, but. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it just was a no contest. Right. And that was Monday Night Raw. Um, Of course, NXT was on Tuesday. We didn't watch it. The only thing there is uh, um, Gunther made his debut, 
which we'll talk about in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more. So we're going to go into AEW uh, Dynamite. Of course, it kicked off with John Moxley making his return. Um, he cut one hell of a promo to kick off Dynamite. We then went to Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. This ended up with Orange Cassidy inadvertently knocking Baker through a table. Uh, Cole hits a low blow. Cole and Baker win. This goes to a backstage segment later that sets up Cole versus Cassidy in a lights-out match. Uh, We had CM Punk versus Sean Spears, which is the next round of MJF's gauntlet that we've seen a million times. Uh... This lasted, what, five seconds about? Yeah, it was very quick. It was exactly what you would expect. Yeah, uh, go to sleep, pin. (laughs) Cody cut a promo that (sighs) the fire was there, but it was all over the damn place. Yeah. Uh, Which we'll talk about a little bit, I think. Uh, We had the Varsity Blondes versus uh, the House of Black, or the Kings of the Black Throne, I think is what they're calling themselves. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, the varsity blondes just got annihilated. There, there's no other way to put that. Uh, we had Frankie Kazarian versus Lance Archer. Archer won in an eight minute match that should have been seven minutes long. If we're building Archer. Yeah. Uh, sky blue versus Serena D Serena D of course wins. Then we had the main event. Sting and Darby Allen versus the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed took out Darby Allen before the match. So it was gonna it ended up being Sting versus them until Darby got back into it. But of course, Sting and Darby Allen win. Uh, and then that was that was Rampage. So that takes us over to SmackDown, which uh the Usos acknowledge Roman Reigns, bring Roman out for the start of the show. Very actually very good introduction of Roman. Seth interrupts. They arrange a match where if Seth Rollins beats the Usos, then the Usos are not allowed to be at ringside for their match at the Royal Rumble Premium Live event. And I'm going to keep saying that because it's ridiculous. Just call it what it is, a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, the Usos accept, saying you're not going to be able to find a partner. And, of course, Kevin Owens walks out. Because, I like this guy. I'm friends with this guy. Yeah. I love it. I love Kevin Owens right now. Yes. He's on fire. He's been on fire for a year, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that they set that up for uh, the end of the show. We have Kofi Kingston versus Madcap Moss, where big E came, comes out to join Kofi Kingston to even the odds with Baron Corbin sitting there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin. I want to like Corbin. I mm. really do. He's super talented. I want to like the guy. And I think the actual person is really cool. But dear God, the character. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> Kingston gets the win. We have Aaliyah versus Natalia that went to uh, a disqualification. And Natalia, I'm sorry, Aaliyah defeats Natalia because Natalia gets disqualified for. Getting counted out. She basically didn't break a hold or didn't break the stomps or whatever it was mm-hmm. in the, the four count. And 
So, yeah, Aaliyah has another win over Natalia. And then Aaliyah got attacked and the Power Ranger saved her. Yeah. Raiden. Yeah. Raiden. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was... Zia Lee comes out to yeah. save Aaliyah, and they literally have lightning flash... I'm sorry, lightning effects flashing yeah. on her and following her down, it's and it so is just bad. awful. The whole Kata thing with Zia Lee is... Awful. Like she's coming out to make the save, so she calmly walks out. Well, walks we, out to where she's going to be, you know, on the middle of the ramp, and starts to do her kata. And like I'm sitting there, if I'm Natalia, I'm just going to keep beating on Aaliyah, yeah. and then I'm just going to roll, roll out of the out. ring and mm-hmm. walk away as she finally comes in. Yep. You know, so. <laughs> uh, we get Viking Raiders versus Los Latherios. And uh, the Viking Raiders get the win because, of course, they do. They're the number one contender right now. We have Naomi versus Charlotte Flair, where once again, Sonya Deville interferes, finds a way to interfere. She makes herself the referee, and Naomi had Charlotte pinned for a three count. For about a 10 count. Yeah, and... Naomi is just kind of standing there on the side. Sonya. I'm sorry, Sonya. She she was checking her nails. She'd been knocked out of the ring, so she was making sure that she was all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, It's so awful. We're finally going to get to see them in a match yep. on Friday. Hopefully, and I don't have any actual hope that this is going to be the case. Is it Friday or is it the Rumble? They said next week. Okay. So I would assume Friday... I would make it a rumble match personally. That's what I would have set up, and but maybe that's what they'll do Friday. Maybe, that's maybe what they're going for. you know they'll Sonya will have some sort of way to interfere, and Adam Pierce is finally going to just be like, "No, y'all are going to have a match tomorrow. Well, they, I'm the special guest, that. or Eric's going to be the special yeah. guest referee or something." Because yeah. they had Eric Bischoff there, do something like that. Let Naomi put Sonya away, fire Sonya from her role in management. And get the woman back out in the ring. She deserves to be there, and she deserves yep. a push. I'm not happy with this current storyline that has nothing to do with her. Yeah. But uh, we have Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Uh, they do something. We have Ricochet versus Sheamus. Um, J-E-double-F mm-hmm. comes out and makes an appearance. Sheamus defeats Ricochet. We have Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. This match ended in disqualification as Roman Reigns hits the Superman punch on did, Seth Rollins. Did the dumbest thing he possibly could. Well, it was obvious. Like, it's how do you keep everybody strong? Yeah. How do you keep everybody strong there? And that's how. That's how. So that is SmackDown. So, of course, then we immediately roll to Rampage. We hit, kick off with John Moxley and his entering return versus Ethan Page. Moxley wins with a choke out, you know, not a not a, a dirty deeds or a paradigm shift. Straight choked the dude out. Um, we then had Trent Beretta versus Nick Jackson. This was supposed to be Rapongi Vice versus uh, the Young Bucks, but Rocky Romero ended up with COVID, so they changed it to a singles match here, where Trent Beretta wins. Um. We had Hook versus Serpentico, where, of course, Hook wins. Uh, the best part of this match was at the end when Hook is going towards the back. QT Marshall comes out and says, you know, of course you won. You beat up a guy before he starts, blah, 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 blah. 
Hook gives him an overhead an overhead throw and then walks over him to leave. Uh, then the main event was Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay for the TBS title. Cargill wins. You that was expected. Uh, one of the fun parts here was Jade posing and Silver posing off with her because John Silver came down with Anna. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, I mean, Jade's still very green, but is what it is. And that's kind of the wrap-up. So where do we want to go first? Well, I just, I, I, very quickly, I had this thought watching wrestling this week. As we already talked about several months back now, Nia Jax was released. Mm-hmm. And it should have been obvious to us that Nia was going to be released when they brought Dewdrop up. Right. Because you have two large women, right? Mm-hmm. One of whom is unsafe and not very good in the ring, and one of whom is safe and effective and works well in the ring. Of course, they're going to keep the one around. Like, Dewdrop ticks all of the boxes that Nia does, with yes. a couple exceptions. That why wouldn't they let Nia go? Right. She'd become a liability at that point. So just quick, a little thought that I had as I was watching, watching raw. Um, let's talk about Mox. Okay. Just another real quick. Cause we've, we've talked about the whole Bubba thing. Um, Bubba got tore up on yes. Twitter. Like as Paige, the, as, Paige came out. <laughs> as the kids today say, he got ratioed. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but that's, I, yeah. that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, Bubba got destroyed. after, And, like, I don't think I've seen anybody take his side on it. No, there, there isn't. He does not have a side to take, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it, it was bad. But Moxley has lost a ton of bloat. The, you know. We uh, he has dude looks fifteen years younger. He does. Um, he does. He, no. he looks like he looks like Dean Ambrose. Speaking of Mox, I do have to make a quick comment to SmackDown. I think is what it was when Seth and Roman were having their in ring yada yada. Uh, they were talking about the Usos being out there, and Seth's comment was, "And I don't. I know I can't beat you if the Usos are around the ring." Because you'll rely on them to keep you safe, just like you always did in the shield with me and Mox. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. He so, didn't say Dean. No, he said Mox. He said Mox. So And uh what's his face? The commentator mm-hmm. uh said it too in the match yeah. later on in the night yeah. he was talking about Mox. I kind of like to see some of that WWE breaking away from their we're the only thing in the world. Yeah. It makes it more believable. Like we're everyone that watches wrestling is an adult. Are there a kid that, which I mean, those are the only two options, right? But um, I mean, unless you know, the, you're some weird alien race, you know, right. the adults that are watching it under know the fact that, okay, well, you know, they, those are characters they play and they're going somewhere else. The problem WWE has always had to me is that we've created this character. They've gotten popular here. 
then when they leave WWE and they went to WCW or they went to TNA or they went to AEW now or anything, WWE completely forgets they exist. Then when they come back, they completely ignore everything they've done with very few exceptions. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and those exceptions really only fall into the WCW camp where they own WCW now. So, yeah, I mean, you, you've, you see some recognition of guys like AJ Styles, who well, he's been a champion all over he's the been world, a champion all over the world. They That's, never, they don't say though that he's been a TNT, a TNA champion or that he's been a new Japan champion, that kind of stuff. They, they don't reference any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of sucks, you know. Uh, so I'm I'm okay if they're going to start relaxing the uh, the the restrictions, as it were, on mentioning wrestlers by other names or mentioning themselves. I mean, look at the Royal Rumble, right? Mickey yeah. James, TNA Women's Champion, or yeah, uh, our, yeah TNA Women's Champion, Impact Women's Impact Champion is going to be in. They, they're trying to get away from the TNA. Yeah, that's true. Impact Women's Champion. M- Impact Knockouts Champion or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. There's, that, that title has had 4,000 names. Um, <laughs> just like the company. Just like the company. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of dig that. Completely well, look, sidetracked from what we were talking about with Mox it's, as a whole. But... It's, not, it's not 1996 mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the internet. Yes. I was watching something with my fiancé now, and... We were watching something the other day, and they just made an offhand comment in this this television show. And I'm like, wait, is that right? It's a historical drama, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wait. Hmm. And I go and I check dates, and yeah. like, because I have a computer in my pocket. Exactly. Acknowledge who these people are, because people, if they like them, mm-hmm. they're going to look them up. If I turn the TV on, and I'm going to use... Uh, Let's just say Ray Phoenix. Yeah. If I turn the TV on, I see Ray Phoenix on the show. I'm like, I like that dude. I kind of want to see some more of his stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Google Ray Phoenix. Yep. And even if you change his name the to internet. something yeah. stupid, yes, I'm still going to go look it up. And the internet's going to say, oh, this person is this person. Yep. Go check out these. And I'm going to be, keeping with Ray Phoenix, astounded. Because the man is made of rubber and has a death wish. Yeah. And the other thing there, I think, is if 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 Seth would have referred to Dean, there are people that would be out there possibly, I wonder what happened to Dean Ambrose. And they're going to go to the, the interwebs. Mm-hmm. They're going to type in, what is Dean Ambrose doing now? And it's going to immediately pop up John Moxley. And it's going to show clips and stuff of his matches in AEW. And mm-hmm. then they're going to be like, Oh, hell, that's awesome. Yeah. And now AEW now has somebody. Whereas if they just call him Mox, your WWE fans that are that are buried under the blanket may not realize what they're saying. Yeah. Maybe. Who's who's Moxley? Is he some guy in the back that was the writer for him or something? Yeah, maybe. You know. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't necessarily think all fans are that dumb, but Yeah. You know. I don't know. Mox looks fifteen he looks like Dean Ambrose skin. Like he looks like he yeah absolutely he looks awesome his his hair is thicker than it was I I didn't realize how bad he had become yeah 
until I saw a side by side with what he looked like versus what he looks like now when he came out. And, this- and man, he looks amazing. And he looks like a star. He looks like a champion. And this promo was, like, great. He said the F word on national television. He said the F word on national television. Well, that that wasn't part of the promo, though. That was after the crowd kind of died down cheering for John Moxley. You hear a fan say... uh, No, no, we do not. He does not get the honor of being called a fan. You hear a heckler say, uh, get that drunk piece of shit out of the ring or something to that effect. And, uh... Moxley kind of leans around and says, "Hey, f you, buddy. Uh, somebody get that fool out of here. Yeah, uh, you know, or somebody get that piece of shit out of here." Um, and he didn't say the f. He didn't say f word. He said the f word on t on uh, TNT. No, no. He so the the four letter f word that we're right. not going to say here. Yeah, he said it on national TV because the, we <laughs> the poor censors had no chance. The poor censors had no chance. I'm sure that I'm I'm yeah. sure that Tony Khan is going to sure get fined fine. for that, and I'm sure knowing I'm sure what I know about Tony, Tony's just going to pay it and make it go away. Um, but this promo, man, he talked about having demons. He talked about them telling him he wasn't good enough, and you know all this kind of stuff. He talked about a dream where he was in hell. Uh, you know all of this, and then you know the fact that he's come through that. He's been through hell. He's free now. Um, and I thought this was a great line. The only thing I drink now is blood. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really cool line. Kind of cheesy, really, but in the context of the promo and in the context of John Moxley, yeah, okay. It, 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 it works for him. It works. I can't wait to see where he goes from here. The problem with this promo was that Cody tried to upstage it later. Well, the problem with... AEW is Cody. Yeah. So Cody's apparently a free agent. Um, he apparently doesn't have a contract right now with AEW for wrestling or as a EVP. Um, I thought he was still EVP. That contract was apparently expired too. Huh. So he, he, he's trying to play that whole, um, will he, won't he thing. He cuts a promo. He calls out CM Punk in the promo as a, you know, he talks about the pipe bomb and how great the pipe bomb was and how it made the boys in the back kind of look up and realize what was going on. And, you know, it talks about Punk said that maybe he would go to New Japan or maybe he would do this or maybe he would do that. But, but really and truly, all Punk did was walk away. I did all that stuff. I went to New Japan. I revolutionized wrestling. I restarted this. I lived CM Punk's dream life. Yeah. Uh, then he set up a chair, a table in the or a ladder in the ring, and we're gonna have a ladder match versus Sammy to re, to unify the TNT title. Which, please, for the love of God, Sammy win. Sammy won't win. Cody's gonna win. Which makes the why did we make an interim title? Um, for a grand total of what a month? Yeah, it makes no sense at all. It doesn't either. Cody keeps oh. the title. Let's, oh, let's oh, he also it. made a comment and said, "Uh, the reason I won't turn heel is because of you guys and the fact that you were with me throughout all of the stuff that I've done." Let's face it, Cody had COVID. 
Probably, yeah. They're they're not admitting it, but yeah. Cody had COVID. Yeah, more than likely. And they position themselves, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? The problem is, if they don't take the title off Cody at this point, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And they should have just thrown a match in there, a number one contenders match or something, and then sent Sammy to reface Cody again or whoever. Right. You know. It's just but, it's just dumb if you ask me. Um, we mentioned that Gunther made his yeah. debut, yeah. Uh, which I don't, was it on NXT it was or on was NXT. it? Okay. It was on NXT cause, uh, cause Walter mm-hmm. came out and had a match. And then at the end of it, when they said, you know, your winner, Walter, he responded, no Gunther. Yeah. So news comes out on Monday or Tuesday yeah. of <laughs> Monday. D- WWE files trademark for Gunther Stark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, you know, they just, they're registering a name. Yeah. No big deal. The problem is well, somebody thinking, took the time. People were thinking it might be for, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, there's a, a female wrestler that just signed with NXT. She hasn't even made her debut yet. And her last name is Stark. Uh, okay. So they were thinking maybe something with that, but, Somebody with too much time on their hand, and I'm really, there's too much time on this yeah. person's hand. They went and they Googled Gunther Stark. Turns out that there was a German U-boat captain in World War II. I, I'm getting there. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about history, Germany and World War II, they were what we call Nazis. I was, gonna, I was just about to say, not German, sir, <laughs> Nazi. Uh, so, Yes. There was a Nazi U-boat captain by the name of Gunther Stark. And everybody just crapped all over WWE. I did. Everybody else did, too. WWE abandoned the trademark. Yeah, they abandoned the trademark. You know, I sent a message to the group saying WWE learned nothing from the submission sorority debacle. Uh, Yeah, so they abandoned the trademark. They're going with Gunther because WWE does not get it. We talked about it earlier. We're in 2022 now. If I so, go Google Gunther WWE, it's going to pop up and I'm going to see Walter. I'll see Walter. And I'm not going to associate. I'm going to. The problem. So there's two problems here with renaming Walter. One being he's been. Okay. He's been on the UK NXT. That's fine. But he's been on actual NXT several times. He's also been in the Royal Rumble. He's been on the shows as Walter. I can kind of understand changing names of people when they come in. Well, for I think one of two reasons: either a WWE is trying to get away from their their indie name, fine, or two WWE has gone to them and said, "Hey, we want to trademark your indie name," and they were like, <laughs> "No," mm-hmm. kind of like what AJ Styles did. But AJ Styles was such a big name, they let him come on through. Um, yeah, I mean, I they, like, they didn't have a choice. You tried to change yeah. AJ Styles' right. name, and everybody is going to be like, what? No, 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 no. So I feel like... The man has AJ tattooed yeah. on his side. I feel like with uh, with Walter, it might have been the latter there, of them saying, hey, we want to trademark Walter. And he was like, not happening. Yeah. You know? I also think he's coming up to the main roster. I don't oh, think they're, sure. he's, I he's don't think they're a, keeping him at uh, the NXT gonna have, level. He's going to have a cup of coffee in NXT and then move on to, to Raw. I don't even know if he has a cup of coffee. He might have an espresso shot. Yeah, maybe. He and Braun Breaker are scheduled apparently to be 
wherever it is that they're doing the rumble. Yeah. So are they, they're probably gonna be in the rumble. You know, I would see, I could definitely see Walter in the rumble. They have a history of bringing in the NXT champions uh, or the most prominent NXT people for the rumble. So I can see Braun breaker. Oh, speaking, Um, speaking of NXT, apparently WWE has finally caught up to the fans. Um, (laughs) WWE apparently is very unhappy with NXT 2.0. Uh, and they they don't know what's wrong. Well, you take the one show that you have that has a devoted fan base. Yes. The, is the only show you have that is different mm-hmm. than everything else that you offer, mm-hmm. and you turn it into main event version two. Yeah, like... <sighs> they rebranded it completely. So it mm-hmm. went from this black and gold, uh, dark, intimate look to 90s talk show with all these bright colors. Okay, fair, whatever. The biggest problem I think I have with NXT 2.0, and it's not even the fact that there is the new talent there. It is the fact that it was literally on this Tuesday... I was seeing all the established people that I liked and that I tuned into NXT 2.04. Mm-hmm. And the next Tuesday, all of them were gone. Yeah, with a few exceptions. But you know? And it, then yeah. over the course of a couple of months, they're all gone. Ciampa's still there, but not really. I think I've watched two episodes. I, I watched, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I feel certain I watched the first week. I watched I don't, the first week. I don't remember. I think I tried to tune back in the second week, and yeah, I, I just couldn't, couldn't do it yeah. anymore. Yeah, I like watched I, I watched. Week, a, I couldn't for the second week. I watched a segment or two, and I just couldn't get through it. And I changed the channel to something different. NXT 2.0, and this is nothing against the talent. I haven't watched enough of the talent to say whether they're good or bad, so I'm not going to judge them. The presentation of the show, yeah, is awful. The presentation is bad. The gimmicks are bad. The talent is talented. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Braun Breaker, uh, Rick Steiner's kid. Yeah. I, I don't know why why he's not a Steiner. Why are we not no. talking about him being No, The, the answer is, and it's the same reason that we have Gunther instead of Walter. WWE has gone back to the decision of we must own the name of our talent. We must own everything about it. And, and they that is, own the Steiner names, though. Do they? They own WCW, but I don't. Uh, WCW didn't own the names of their talent most of the time. W Fair, because Scott Steiner continued to use Scott Steiner, Rick Fair. Steiner continued to use Rick Steiner yeah, when he maybe. made the appearances. They don't maybe. own Steiner. Yeah, maybe you're right. They might own the Steiner brothers or or something to that effect of their maybe tag team, right. but they do not own the Steiners, and that is absolutely why Braun Breaker is. Breaker and not Braun Steiner or Rob Steiner or whatever is not, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're right. WWE's decided, no, we must own everything because we want our talent to think there's no chance if they go, if they leave us. The fact of the matter is if I see Kevin Steen pop up mm-hmm. on AEW or impacts Titan Tron, right? I'm going to pop huge. Cause I know that Kevin Owens is now in that company. Right, exactly. You know, I know who Walter is. If I see, I, I don't know what Braun Breaker's real name is, but if I see Rob Steiner pop up, and I'm just, you know, then 
yeah. yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, cool. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I, I don't know who Braun Breaker is. That is not a draw for me to watch NXT. The only reason I know he's Rick's son is because we pay attention to dirt sheet stuff. We look at, you know, wrestling Twitter and all that. And they yeah. mention, you know, hey. Uh, well, and, and Rick has been yeah. on there with him. Yeah. He, Rick, when he yeah. won the title, Rick was there. Yes. So, well, I mean, even before that. I mean, when he first showed yeah. up, you know, the only reason we knew it is because the outside media had said, hey, this is Rick's kid. So, um, but yeah, they are apparently very upset with how it's doing. They are upset with the lack of viewership. They are upset with all of it around it. And I feel like the fans should just look at them and be like, yeah, you should be. Yeah. Because you had something that was good. Was, did it lose to AEW? Yeah. Was it ever going to beat AEW? No. Yeah. AEW so, was the the new shiny toy mm-hmm. with name people that we loved. Yeah. That was doing something different that the fans were behind. And let's NXT face it, he was AEW light. And let, let's face it, AEW was not going after NXT fans no. or WWE fans, they had their fan base built mm-hmm. in there. The ROH, the impact, yeah, absolutely. the new Japan, their fan base was built in. They were going to be a success no matter what WWE did. Yes. WWE made the mistake mm-hmm. of saying, we're going to release NXT a month early on yeah. cable. Yeah. And we'll just, they won't stand a chance. No. Everybody knew that AEW was coming. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, well, I want to see what these guys are all about. Exactly. And WWE should have released NXT Tuesday nights mm -hmm. from the beginning. Instead, they thought, oh, we're WWE. We've got all this fan base built up. You know, we've got these, you know, all these hundreds of thousands of impressions on the network. When we send it to USA, we're just going to get more impressions because it'll be on mainstream TV and you don't have to pay for the extra network. Uh, no one's going to watch AEW because it's just a bunch of indie trash. Mm-hmm. Um, w- uh, NXT has the NXT production values. Uh, we'll kill them. Yeah. And they didn't. So if WWE would have been smart, they would have put NXT on Tuesday, kept it there, then we would have had Monday night for WWE. We could have AEW on Wednesday and we'd have had NXT on Tuesday, just like we have now, but there never would have been this weird head to head, uh, thing mm-hmm. that was never going to work out in WWE's favor. No, it, it wasn't. Um, and I feel like if that would have been the case, you know, we probably might would have still had triple H at the helm. We might still have the black and gold. We might still have, you know, what we knew as NXT. Well, and, you know, Scotty Tuhati kind of talked about it. Well, I think it was last week. Maybe it was the first part of this week. He was a coach down mm-hmm. at NXT. He asked for his release a couple months back or a mm-hmm. month or so ago now. And he talked about how things work 
at NXT, especially in the pandemic that nobody was coming in. So they didn't have to wear suits. They were wearing track suits. They were, you know, relaxed and working out and doing their thing. And then as things kind of turned against triple H and the more corporate people started coming in, they said, okay, well, we got to get back to business as usual. So you got to be in your suits and you know, Oh, we got to start getting our hands in this. And, and it just, completely changed the feeling and the camaraderie camaraderie. Thank you. I, my mouth does not want to <laughs> form want words. To that word. <laughs> um, and I knew it was not going to happen. That's why I was just silent for a second. Cause I was like tongue moving. The... <laughs> but yeah, it, they completely changed everything backstage and just tore the soul out of NXT. I haven't watched NXT lately. There's been absolutely nothing that I've seen promoted for NXT that makes me want to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. There has been no reason for me to watch that show. None. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, what else do we want to talk about? Um, what else we got? Uh, trying to think. We we continue to have this weird Lance Archer calling or at Lance Archer and old man yells at clouds, uh Dan Lambert and Jake Roberts calling uh hangman a fake cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um I really liked Hangman's response uh to this when uh when they were referring to him as a fake cowboy and he goes, Do you think cowboy Bob Orton left a match and went home to tend the horses. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Uh, you know, Cor- Corny is stuck in 1974 or something. Well, this wasn't, this wasn't Cornette. Oh, was that? That wasn't, no, that was, uh, that was Dan Lambert. Oh yeah, it was. Wasn't it? That made that comment. And it just sounds like a Cornette comment. It really? Well, that's because Cornette is an old man yells at clouds too. Um, and I feel like Cornette said something very similar recently too. There are, Lambert has made a couple of comments recently. Um, not so much around Hangman, but uh, several comments around Cody, things of that nature that I'm just like, yeah, okay. I agree with him. I, mm-hmm. I hate that I agree with him, but I agree with him. Well, Dan Lambert's playing a character. Yeah. And it'd be hilarious to me if he was basing his heel character on Jim on Cornette. Cornette. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going on. Uh, Leo Rush's contract. Yeah. Is coming, uh, is expiring, I guess. On the 14th, I On think the 14th of February. of February. And I expect him to announce his 827th retirement by the uh, end of February. I don't know. I, I don't know about a retirement, although that, would, what he does. that would be in. When in he's not booked, he's him, retired. He's retired. Um, I have a feeling that that contract is being not going to be renewed. At all, though? Because, I mean, he hasn't uh, been on screen since the new year. He hasn't been on screen since the new year. He hasn't been on screen since him and Tony kind of, I don't want to say got into it because they didn't really get into it, but since Tony's comment about Swole and Rush defending her immediately, uh, yeah. I think he made a poor, a poor career decision. It's one thing to disagree with what your boss says, and if it's something that you care deeply about, like it's obvious that Leo Rush cares yeah. about that, you take it up with Tony. Every, every, from every what everybody said, Tony is 
extremely approachable in the back. And, you know, if you have a problem with something that he said, you say, hey, Tony, can I speak to you for a moment in yeah. private? You don't put him on blast. Exactly. On think, social media when you work for the man. I think Tony kind of reminds me of the person, too, that putting him on blast on social media is not going to get the response that you want. It's going to get him to double down. Mm-hmm. Um, where if I can understand Cedric making a comment that he made. It's his, his wife. wife. And he doesn't work for Tony. Right. Rush works for Tony and isn't involved there. So him making the comment that he made, I feel like he could have worked better. And apparently they've they've talked behind the scenes now and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like it could have worked better if he would have, like you said, gone to Tony, talked to him behind the scenes, made Tony realize what he said wasn't exactly um, kosher. Yeah. That it was very childish. Mm -hmm. You might could have gotten Tony at that point to release a, a tweet saying, you know, hey, I thought about what I said. I've talked to some people in the back that have made me realize that that comment was very uncalled for. Yeah. That it was very childish. It shouldn't have been said. My deepest apologies to Big Swole for what I said and for offending her that way. Yeah. And then let it go. It's done. You know. Instead. Instead, Tony hasn't made any comments. Now, again, I agree with Tony. Yeah. I agree that Swole is not exactly a great wrestler. I but agree with the it, fact we, that, you know, the women's division has moved past Big Swole. Mm-hmm. Look at Britt Baker. Look at how we talked about her when we first started doing this and how bad she was. She has become great. Swole never improved. Yeah. You know, Jade Cargill. We talk about how Jade Cargill is really green in the ring, but each week you can kind of see some improvement and with her look and her attitude, if she continues the improvement like Brit's doing Jade Cargill will be a freaking star. Yeah. She's got in a couple of years. She's got everything she needs except the in-ring experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, so yes, I'm going to continue to call her out for being yeah. green and the fact that they put a championship on her. Yeah. But I'm not trying to take it away from Jade Cargill because she's obviously putting in the work. Yeah, exactly. And she has everything to be a star except the experience. And how is she going to get experience? By doing it. By doing it. WWE has the performance center where they can Mm -hmm. just put on matches, put on matches, put on matches, put on matches, and get the experience before they put them on TV. Mm -hmm. AEW does not have that. Right. AEW doesn't have the, the house show trail, really. Um, they don't have a performance center. They don't have a, 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 a feeder league as it were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the only way she's going to get that experience is having matches, which, I mean, we can talk about all we want about AEW in there. Hey, you get one women's match on rampage and one women's match on dynamite. And that's it. Yeah. They give them several more on dark and elevation and that kind of stuff. I think two on dynamite would be a good idea, but is what it is there for now. Um, I don't know that assigning a certain number saying, hey, you know, there there has to be two women's matches every week. I think they need more matches. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you, you leave it open to where you don't fall into the formula that WWE's fallen into in the past, where it's 20-minute segment to open the show. Match, right. match, women's match, 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 done. 
you know, I, I think you fall into that risk if you say there must be two matches on Dynamite. Yeah. I think they need more, and I think that Let me some weeks it'll be three, some weeks it'll be four. But Let me say two minimum. Okay. Then we'll give it a minimum instead of a, a number. I feel like in a two-hour period, we should see at least two women's matches. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, we get that would give us, you know, roughly two women's matches and about five to six men's matches. You know what? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at Rampage. Rampage does generally one women's match and three men's matches. Okay, so that would put us at two and six on Rampage. You fig- or on Dynamite. You figure on Dynamite, some are going to go a little longer. You might end up with, uh, you know, a longer segment or something like that. That would put us at two and four or two and five. Cool. That that works for me. Yeah. You know, not just because I'm a dude, but there's always going to be more men's matches on shows because there are, one, more male wrestlers, and two, women are still about 30-ish years behind, not in not in uh, skill, not any of that kind of stuff, by any means. But as far as wrestling was always male-dominated. So your stars are mostly male. The preceding comments are the opinions <laughs> look, of the person who made the comments. <laughs> I'm not saying that as any kind of takeaway from women. What I'm no, saying no, that I, as I get is, I get where you're coming from. You know, even even when you go back to say like the attitude era, your men's matches were these, you know, were matches. The majority of the women's matches were eye candy. Yeah. Our piss break matches, no. our brawn panties matches, or things of that nature. Well, you know, I I talked with with Caitlin mm-hmm. about wrestling. Like she'll ask questions and yeah. I'll talk about it. And I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago talking about a bra and panties match. Mm-hmm. And I told her what it was and her response was gross. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not a teenage male. Yeah. Gross. That is your mm-hmm. response to a bra and panties match. Or that's what sh- your response should be is um, gross. You know, but, it, but you know, think about it though, in the terms of, it has only been in the past 10 odd years that women's wrestling has gotten, or at least in the U S let's put it that way, has gotten some recognition for what it is Mm -hmm. that the women have actually done matches the way men have done. They've done cage matches. They've done elimination chambers. They've got their own Royal rumble. They've done hardcore matches. I mean, look at WWE's comment a few weeks ago talking about, uh, the tag match between Anna and Tay and Penelope and Bunny, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that basically AEW has to resort to putting their women through violent matches to get views. And that just doesn't sit with WWE and what they feel is the current culture and climate of the world. Which once again, Tay's tweet response to that, just where laughing, she's covered, where she's in, covered blood, in blood, laughing, laughing and, and flicking off. off. Exactly. You know. Um, that match was awesome. And it wasn't awesome because it was women doing it. It was an awesome match and just proves the fact that women can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know, they can have these awesome look at uh Brit and Thunder Rosa. Honestly, their uh street fight lights out match, I thought 
was better than Kenny Omega's and uh, Eddie Kingston's. Yeah. No, it's... Or not Eddie, uh, Dean's. Yeah. Uh, John's. There we go. We'll get there in a minute. Man. We're both both off of it today. But the women have areas they need to improve. They need to find better ways to gimmick tables is is one thing that jumps off the top of my head because there've been so many nearly killed Tay. Yeah. There's (laughs) been so many times that they've tried to do a table spot and the table doesn't break because the women, and I'm not joking at this are on average 200 pounds lighter than the men, you know, like you've got to find ways to gimmick the tables better. If you're going to do those. I suggest just making balsa wood tables. I mean, when Penelope um, dropped her leg across on tie and the, the table didn't even shudder. Yeah. You know, that's one of those like, Oh, that, yeah. that had to hurt. You take 300 pound men historically. They're, they're a little less yeah. now. They're 200. Well, take you know. two 250 pound men and you're putting 500 pounds through a gimmick table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now take two 100 pound women and you're putting 200 pounds through a gimmick table. You got it. If you gimmick the table more would break just setting it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, they've got to figure it out though. They've got to figure out if they're going to do those spots, they've got to figure out how to gimmick the tables and maybe it's special order balsa wood tables. Yeah, maybe it's so, you know, something out there that can be done for yeah. sure. I, I don't know. Like I'm just spitballing here, but the women are crushing it. Yeah. And, and they deserve, they can TV do time. They deserve more TV time and they can do everything that the men can do. You just might have to make some changes to your props mm-hmm. to make them work. Just for physical for, limits. I mean, it's just yes. physical limitations. Yeah, absolutely. Now, granted, if you took like, you know, and I'm not saying this in any kind of negative way by any means, but you take a, a dew drop versus a Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. You probably don't. Because yeah. they're the size of men. Yeah. You know, um, you take a Beth Phoenix who is stronger than half the men on the roster, you know? <laughs> okay. But you know, you take a, a, a take a Ty Conti who's, you know, small mm-hmm. or a Riho. Could you imagine Rio trying to break a table? I think, now, we, I I think see, we've tried to see that a few times. I could see Nia or Nyla breaking a table with Riho. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm not going to see, you know, you're not going to see Rio laying on a table and take a leg drop from say Sheeta. Mm-hmm. and expect the table to break. Yeah. So, uh, let's move away from that. Final thing for today. We have the Royal Rumble premium live event yeah. coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, that is coming up. Let's uh, run down through and let's make some predictions and All right. uh, make fools of ourselves. Sure. Um, so, WWE Championship, Brock, ne- Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Roman. I'm going Seth. I'm not. Fair. I think Seth wins because they, they talked about it on Raw this week. If Seth wins, then the Universal title is going to Raw. And I think yeah. Seth beats Roman. They move Seth and the Universal title Raw. They move Brock and the, Brock and the WWE back to SmackDown and set up for WrestleMania, Brock and Roman, which they wanted to give us at day one. That could happen, or hear me out. Mm-hmm. Roman wins, Brock wins, Seth goes back to Raw, and Seth feuds with Lashley. And at WrestleMania, we have Brock versus Roman in a title for title match. Fair enough. 
I don't know if they want to unify the titles. I don't know if Fox and USA would let them unify I'm, the titles. I wouldn't necessarily say unify them. What I would say is Roman wins there and has both titles, so Roman then shows up on both shows. Okay. And because USA has been kind of made comments about the fact that Roman Reigns is on SmackDown and he is the one draw in WWE right now, at least before Brock showed back up. So maybe. So we, we've that, made our, that, we'll that, see who I wins. Think that makes too much sense for WWE, but it yeah. is what I'm going with. Uh, the match that nobody, and I mean, nobody cares about, nobody asked for Miz and Maurice versus edge and Beth Phoenix. Edge and Beth Phoenix have to win that one, yeah. just for nostalgia. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. Becky. Becky. I, I think Becky as well. I don't think that it's Dewdrop's time yet. The only I think there's only two people I can see taking the belt off of Becky right now, and it's either going to be Bianca taking it back, or Liv. Okay. Uh, we have the Men's Royal Rumble match, which hasn't really announced all their participants yet, but just. Spitball, who do you think's going to win? It entirely depends. Because my my thought process is going to change based on who wins the uh universal the title match between Seth and Roman. I feel like if Seth wins that belt, if they make that like the opening match or something. Seth wins, Roman enters the Rumble, whether he enters as a I'm entering the Rumble or whether, you know, number 29 is announced and then number 29 gets thrown off the stage while Roman comes in or mm-hmm. or Roman takes one of the Uso spots or something. Yeah. Roman comes in and wins and then challenges Brock. Okay. And that's how you get Roman versus Brock at Mania. I could see something stupid like that happening. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Um. Uh, They've got AJ Styles that's not really doing anything. Yeah. So, uh, long shot, I know. I'm going to say AJ. Let him win, get another belt run before he yeah. retires. Yeah, and, and, I mean, he's a strong champion. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think, I'm I'm just, I know it's a long shot, but AJ. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, I, you know what, that's fair. I can see that. Braun Breaker. <laughs> that's who's going to win the Rumble. Walter. Walter. I'm sorry, Gunther. 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 Yeah, yeah, let's get his name right. <laughs> um, Who do you think wins the Women's Rumble? Because I... <laughs> There's nobody in there that it's either going to be Liv or Bianca. I think Charlotte's in the women's rumble. Hmm. Okay. That's weird. Isn't she the she's the champion? She is. Wonder. I wonder if that's a misprint. Yeah, I, I'll give that to you. Um. Either that or Lita, because they did the whole thing with Lita and Charlotte yeah. facing off. I just I don't see them letting a legend legend win the rumble unless that legend is planning to come back for a while. Well, and Lita was talking about a run in AEW. So maybe this is how that, they placated her. It could be cuz I know she was talking about that and then that fell apart and like the next day she was in the rumble. Maybe I, maybe I that's how they placate her. I it don't would know. Be, it would be neat. It'd see. be a fun. It'd be a fun match to see because um, I think Lita's definitely one of those women or men or people. Yeah, people who <laughs> will 
put the work in to get back into ring shape yeah, for, sure. for a WrestleMania match. Not saying that other people right. wouldn't, but I could see Lita being like, okay, I'm going to be in WrestleMania. Let's tear it up. Like, well, Edge did the same thing here recently, last yeah. year, year before last, something like that. Time has no meaning. <laughs> um, Yeah. We have the Raw Tag Team Championships, Alpha Academy versus RK no, Bro. No, Mickey James wins the Rumble. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. She goes into business for herself and wins the Rumble. <laughs> that would be amazing. And at the end of it, it's just like she, she grabs a mic and she says, Dixie sends her regards, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is Dixie has nothing to do nothing with Impact. Nothing to do with Impact anymore. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Or... Or oh, and then my for, so in that case, my call for the men's rumble, Jeff Jarrett. There you go, J E double F J A double R E double T. He's gonna win that, and then he's gonna take and go to GCW Wrestling, which he's apparently uh, on a couple of interviews or a couple of headlines for for uh, articles that were written about him showing up on SmackDown mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, the headlines were GCW star Jeff Jarrett appears on SmackDown. <laughs> so there we go. There's my, there's my predictions. Forbidden door blown wide open. <laughs> door? <Yeah>. What door? <laughs> the barn door? <laughs> right. Um, and then the only other uh, semi-announced match, because it hasn't really been fully worked, but it's going to be an announced match, is Alpha Academy versus RK-Bro. I think Alpha Academy loses the belts back to RK-Bro. I think you're probably right, and I kind of hate that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan. I really don't like Alpha Academy. I don't either. I love Otis. I don't like this Otis, though. I don't like this version of Otis. I'll Although, like- I I do, I kind of saw flashes of something that I thought was interesting with, um, with Otis on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And that is, he was talking. Yeah. And he was talking as a person, and not, Tucky! Right, which I hated that part. But I, I, that to me is interesting. That that allows for longevity for Otis as a wrestler and not just a comedy. Otis needs to be a fun-loving, stakes and weights guy who, when he gets in the ring, is like this wrestling savant. And after it's over, he's just like, eh, it's fun. And he hops out of the ring. And goes in the back, and the camera catches him later in uh, catering with a steak and a baked potato. That's what I want to see out of Otis. You know, just the eh, the wrestling's just a side job. The the eating the steaks is where the that's why I side with WWE because the catering's awesome. What was uh, Luke Luke Gallows? What was no, his? not Festus. Festus, thank you. Not Festus. Yeah, Festus, where he he's just oh the bell rings. I'm gonna destroy not you. Festus or <laughs> Eugene. Neither of those. I don't want. I don't want Otis to be special needs outside of the ring. I just want him to be a laid back, common dude. I like that. I I think that this can work its way back to that. But I think that this gives him gives a character reason for why he can do a better promo than just saying "tucky." Yeah, I mean it does. It does kind of lead the whole. Hey, we took the the the. Hick idiot and Gable 4.0 GPA him. master's degree. Right. <laughs> educated him to yeah. become a 
an actual human instead of a, a walking uh, comedy gimmick. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we disagree on that, I guess, it's what it sounds like. But, you know. Maybe maybe he uh, gets like, I know how to, I don't know the perfect way to do this. Okay. All right. So, he, he, Otis is now intelligent and, you know, this, this, you know, wrestling genius and all this kind of stuff. He goes down to NXT and he, he goes up to Mandy and he's like, you know, I made myself better for you, uh, you know, so that you would love me, yada, all this kind of stuff, right? And Mandy's like, yeah, but I liked the old Otis. I liked the old Otis that just had fun. And she walks away from him. And this is how Otis ends up going she, back to that. Before she walks away, mm-hmm. I like the old Otis. I loved the old Otis. Yeah. The charm. and That's why I fell in love with you. I don't love this Otis. Not this. Gives him a, just one little kiss, goodbye yeah. kiss on the cheek. And walks away. And just walks <laughs> away. And, you know... Like but. and she's a heel. I think she's a heel. <laughs> she's a heel. But you you don't worry about heel face dynamics for this. This is, <laughs> and yeah. And then just have Dolph Ziggler walk in for no reason and be like, "Ha, long game!" And he walks <laughs> off. I'm there. I will tune in. Vince, Bruce, book it, book it. I will tune in to NXT for that episode. And if you do that, if you do that as how we booked it, I will tune in for a full month. I will hate myself, <laughs> but I will do it. Just as a quid pro quo here, okay? Do you know what on that stupidity? I think we should call it a, a, a show. Well, before we do, I have yeah. to not screw up like we did last right. week. <laughs> uh, we do need to thank some people. So yes. a big thank you. I shouted them out earlier, McNarb Gaming for allowing us to use this studio space. Greg, thank you so much. If you need any games, tabletop games, if you don't, not even if you need, if you want, come out, check them out, see what they have. They have a little bit of everything for you. Are you into tabletop gaming? They got tabletop gaming. Are you into board gaming? They've got board games. Uh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. If you're into it, they've got it. If they don't have it, they can get it for you. Come check them out. Tell them we sent you and spend some money. Yeah. Also, Big Dog Liquor, uh, you know, our normal our normal liquor supplier for the show, mm-hmm. has everything down there. Uh, whiskeys, gins, vodkas, tequilas, bourbons, you name it. He's probably got it. If he can't, there's a good chance he can order it for you. They do a military discount throughout the, the week. They do, a, I think, a senior discount on Wednesdays. They do wine sales every month, something new's on sale. Or if you order by the case, they give a discount there. So if you need something alcoholic, go drop by and grab it from there. Yep. And now that you're done listening to Whiskey and Wrestling, um, treat your ear holes to some more fun podcasts and check out our friends over at Rosecast Radio. They talk about all things nerdy and interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just give them a listen. I'm sure you'll like it. They are more adult oriented. Yes. So be prepared for that. But, and by adult oriented, I say, you know, they, they use, they, they use, use the F word. They use John Moxley language. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, give them a listen, give them a like. Uh, it's a great show to listen to. So is silence your cell phones. Jarrett and Kevin do, uh, 
movies, new movies, old movies, TV shows, is it binge worthy, that kind of stuff, you know, give them a, a, a listen as well. And since we talked about Rogue's cast as well, uh, Jody on there has his own side project he does called Fearology, mm-hmm. where he talks about horror movies, the history of them, um, you know, goes over the different movies, retrospectives, all that kind of good stuff. So yeah. plenty of stuff out there in the in the the, the podcast verse. The McNarboverse to uh, to listen to when you're done listening to us. The McNarb Podcast Network. There you go. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more whiskey and more wrestling. But until then, cheers. Cheers.